0: Hey, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of YM United. We are part of the Youth Ministry Podcast Network. You can follow us at Youth Ministry PN on Instagram or Twitter. And if you don't already, follow us at YM underscore United. Same thing, Instagram and Twitter. We are sponsored by G Shades, which is a youth ministry curriculum and teaching strategy that's focused on helping students see every life situation through the lens of the gospel if you're looking for a youth ministry curriculum, this curriculum is awesome. It is for you as a youth pastor that is designed to do something a little bit different. It's designed to help you produce confident gospel-focused students who are able to use their gospel lens to navigate the complexities of modern culture. We're all in youth ministry professionally, so when it comes to the gospel, most of us model it to our students, but G-Shade's goal is to help youth pastors teach it to their students. And when you get G-Shades Curriculum, each series is going to come with message manuscripts, small group leader guides, parent guides, daily Instagram devotionals, games, graphic slides, and even bumper videos. So download your free week of G-Shades Curriculum at gshades.org. That's gshades.org. And when you order, use promo code UNITED to receive 5% off. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening today. Enjoy today's episode. All right, everyone. Welcome
1: back to another episode of Youth Ministry United. My name is Taylor. So good to be with you all today. And I have Matt here. Matt, say what's up.
0: What's up, Taylor? Hey, I I lost count on episodes. I think this is fourteen. I think so. Yeah, we are. Yeah, because we just became a teenager. We did.
1: We are. We are. We are in the thick of it now. We are. Man. We are. We we are. If our here's the cool part. If our youth ministry. Podcast, we're a human, we'd be in youth ministry. We would be. Think about that. Yeah, we'd be what like eighth grade? We'd be yeah, we'd be we'd be right there. We'd be right, we'd be getting ready to make that transition, eighth grade, ninth grade. Uh, Yeah. We'd we'd be in the thick of it. Well, it is so good to be with you all today. Um, you know, we we actually had one exciting thing happen. Um, and everyone has experienced this one exciting thing happen since we've since we've gotten together again, and that is football. Is officially back
0: go blue go
1: blue oh man go blue oh man blue blue and orange do you mean
0: for the gators is that is that, is that what is that what you're trying to say maize and blue for michigan go blue hey totally side like this is like not even like michigan related well sort of is because michigan hates ohio state but today you see university of cincinnati is playing ohio state That's right. That's right. So when you guys listen to this on Tuesday, it's Tuesday right now, when you're listening to this, you see we'll have beat Ohio state. Mark my words. Really? Wow. That's a bold prediction. That is a, that's a bold prediction right there. By three. By
1: three. Okay. Okay. We'll see. Listen, I I think, I think if you get this right, if you nail that prediction, I think we should just do a little sports segment on our podcast every (laughs) single, every single time we should that's, yes. that's pretty good right there we should it's pretty good um, my gators my gators play some random team today out at ut martin or something i don't even know
0: yeah, like East- uh, and,
1: anyways um East- i school- tech or something yeah, like that tennessee tech i don't even yeah you know, <laughs> tennessee's jv team i don't i don't know what yeah, it is yeah, yeah. Um, but you know not yeah college football is back we have pro football too uh, high school football i, oh, I know a lot speaking- of our listeners high yes
0: huge speaking of high school football I was looking up high school football scores here in Cincinnati last night, just mm-hmm. out of curiosity, Wyoming high school, shout out to Wyoming high school. We're going to like shout you out on our podcast or something. Wyoming high school beat Taft high school 94 to nothing. <laughs> no way. 94 to nothing. Like, like, if, so when <laughs> I, so after we're done and I go
1: online and look up the box score, it will yeah. be literally 94 to zero.
0: 94 to zero. Yes. Yes. Wyoming won state last year. <laughs> I hope so.
1: <laughs> do they not? Do they not have like a mercy rule or anything?
0: No, 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 no. no. Oh my gosh! I know. I think their. I think their quarterback is actually going to University of Cincinnati. We're we are totally off topic, but that's okay. Football's 94. okay.
1: Ninety four to nothing. That's impressive. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. That's impressive. I know. Um,
1: well, well, really though, you know, it's it's sort of a, a sort of off topic, but it's not because we really do hope if you have this isn't what we're talking about today, but if you if you are in youth ministry, you know, hey, take some time to go to some of your high school football games that your students yeah. are at. Sit yeah. with them if they're playing, cheer them on if they're cheerleading. That was a big one for us in our context. We had a lot of cheer, we had a lot of different cheerleaders. Go acknowledge cheerleaders. You know, do that. Make sure you're out there on Friday nights. It is such a cool cool thing to be a part of and cool thing to cheer on. So for real, yeah. you know, football's back, but take advantage of it. Take yeah. It's a, it's a lot of fun.
0: It's a lot of fun. And this is a totally, uh, um, kind of unrelated note, I guess. No, it's similar, I guess, but just, just a little thing that I've done in the past. And this might be an idea for some student pastors that have relationships built with their local high schools. Mm-hmm. We have a local high school right around the corner from our church that allowed us to do, tailgates before their friday night football games a couple years ago so we would we would go set up a couple hours before the game have uh, a dj have games going on have a giveaway of some sort for the students um we'd give away free hot dogs chips popcorn water all that so a lot of fun so if you're able to do that like something like that is a lot of fun to do on a friday night football game really great way to build relationships in the community so um if you, uh, if any of you are interested in that, contact me and I can get you kind of a game plan for what uh, goes on there. Totally, that's a great idea. Yeah, you, you got you got my wheels wheels spinning now.
1: Yeah, um, well, well, today's topic is not high school football. Um, although it should it, be, it, it very well could have been. Yeah, we could have <laughs> called, could have called an audible. No pun intended. Um, and, you know, I <laughs> oh, promise, that's okay. a good one. Okay, I promise I'm done with the puns. Um, <laughs> no, you're um, maybe, no, you're not. Maybe maybe not. Um, we we'll, well, we'll see. Um, if this goes into overtime, then I'm not. We're, bl- oh,
0: we're we're gonna blind we're gonna blindside our listeners here.
1: <laughs> oh man, that's like a hail mary right there. <laughs> um, anyways. <laughs> okay. um. Anyways, today's topic. <laughs> what we're talking about today um, is is student leadership. Um, we're talking about student leadership and sort of. Um, I, I hate to even say like a specifics like we're, this isn't going to be like the. The 10 things every student leadership team must have, or the like three steps to do a student leadership team. We're just talking about this topic in general and hoping, you know, yes, with it, we're going to talk about some practical steps and things, but we're hoping that by talking about this and thinking about this, it might help inspire you in whatever context you have to think about student leadership. So that's our topic for today. And Matt, I would love to get like to start um, sort of what has been your experience or like your, you know, stories that you've heard or experiences even that you've heard with student leadership. Because I feel like, you know, there's lots of different stories that I've heard or experiences that I've heard or things that I've seen or things that we've walked through that can paint a pretty broad picture when it comes to like how student leadership goes among different contexts. So I'd love to hear just to start out, just sort of you could share your thoughts or your experiences with student leadership.
0: Yeah. So actually my experience with student leadership started when I was a student myself. Um, So that's why I think I'm so passionate about a student leadership team. I think, uh, I think student leadership team is really valuable in the context of a youth ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I was in middle school, my youth pastor at the time I was in about seventh grade, eighth grade, I think um, I didn't realize it at the time now that I'm a youth pastor, I realized what he was doing. He was mentoring me along the way and calling out gifts of leadership in me. And and uh, so he, he put me in a position of leadership within the student ministry. I was in eighth grade leading small groups, mixed small groups with like high school students. Wow. Um, really really odd for me at the time. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't think I knew what I was doing at least. Um, And he was absolutely instrumental in my growth as a leader and uh, really is the reason I became a youth pastor. So I think a student leadership team can kind of propel the next generation of leaders in the church. um, And specifically it did with me. So I think that's why I'm so passionate about this topic of student leadership. Wow! Yes, to even to even hear
1: you say now, looking back at at that at that investment, even when you were a student of how it played a role into your calling and into, into your role now as a youth pastor is incredible. Um, and and then a lot of the time, you know, I'm sure your youth pastor at the time didn't know. Man, by by asking you know by giving him some responsibility and giving him a leadership position, I'm sure this is going to one day help him become you know, a, you know working with a right. Pastor to students, you know. I'm right. sure that never crossed his mind. But but what a cool what a cool connection to be able mm-hmm. to do that. Right. Um, yeah. So it's, that's awesome. And and you had a chance, by the way, to sit down um, with with someone and talk more. Um, and get get another perspective, even besides both of us about student leadership. Is that right?
0: Yeah, I did. He is a local youth pastor here in Cincinnati, Ohio. He is uh, actually I don't know how old he is. I will find out when I talk to him. Actually. Um, just a heads up. <laughs> so he's really awesome. I love his perspective on ministry in general, um, his story, and you'll get to hear his story because I'm going to ask him. Um, but you'll, you'll get to hear his story here in just a second on um, kind of how he came to be in ministry. I think it's a really fascinating story. Awesome. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So go ahead and take a listen. All right. So I'm joined now by Noah Doss, who is the student pastor at New Freedom Church. And it, it's Lebanon, Ohio, right?
2: Correct. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, Noah.
2: Yeah, no problem. Glad to be here.
0: So you are, uh, you're like a newlywed, aren't you?
2: <laughs> I'm two months in, so I'm learning a whole lot. Yes.
0: Okay. There you go. I love it. Shout out to your wife. I don't know. What's her name?
2: Hannah. Hannah. Okay.
0: Hannah. Yes, that's right. So shout out to Hannah. Hannah, if you're listening to this, Noah loves you. (laughs) So, um, Noah, just (laughs) to get us
2: very much from the depths of my heart.
0: That's great. That's great. So to, uh, to get us started, Noah, I've been asking all of our guests on our podcast to share, um, some sort of icebreaker question with everyone. So, my favorite is the most embarrassing moment from stage or just most embarrassing moment in general in youth ministry. Um, So if you could go ahead and just start off by sharing what your most embarrassing moment in ministry has been up to this point.
2: Okay. Yeah. So um, my most embarrassing moment, uh, probably the thing I I regret the most uh, up until this point of my ministry. Um, So, you know, while we're having free time, everybody's playing games, we're hanging out. um, We had some music rolling. Um, over the speakers in the youth room, uh, and our and our sound booth is up on, like, a second-level area, and uh, nobody was up there. We had it on Pandora, uh, I believe on Lecrae Radio. Well, uh, Lecrae, you know, collabs with a lot of secular artists, um, and the way Pandora works is it leads from one thing to maybe there was a feature, and then it leads to that person's stuff, and uh, before I knew it, we were all hanging out, playing ping-pong, having a good time, And we went from clean, Lecrae, you know, Tadashi, good stuff, um, to somehow, uh, little Wayne made it onto Pandora and there may or may not have been an F-bomb dropped over the whole youth room. Um, it was, it was horrible. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever ran so fast in my life. I took, I took off up those stairs, um, I like dove at the computer. Of course I come back down and all the kids were like, Oh, so that's okay to say. And it, it, it took me forever to recover. Um, <laughs> it was embarrassing. I, I knew parents were going to hear about it. Um, so I, I would say having the F-bomb accidentally dropped over the whole youth room <laughs> was uh, w- was not a very uh, good highlight of my youth career to this point.
0: Yeah. I, I don't imagine that'd <laughs> be a good highlight. Uh, so moral of the story, don't play Lecrae Pandora radio in a youth event environment, I guess.
2: Right. Well, yeah. I would say take the time to create a set playlist <laughs> um, through Spotify or something, and uh, that that way you know what songs are going to come up. That was early in my ministry uh, career, so uh, definitely a learning experience. Yeah.
0: Yes, absolutely. So before we get started into student leadership uh, stuff, can we just take a moment? I know, I know your story and how you became the student pastor at New Freedom Church, or part of the story, at least. Um, and you know what, st- what part I'm talking about, obviously. But could you just share real quickly, maybe two minutes, two to three minutes or so, what uh, your experience was in becoming the student pastor at New Freedom Church?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so real quick uh, for, you know, everybody on here doesn't know, um, I was hired right out of high school um, as the children's director. Uh, so I was working at New Freedom Church for about six months um, in that role um, over the children's ministry. And uh, we had kind of a little bit of a, of a situation go down within our youth ministry. Um, the youth pastor at the time. Uh, you know, ended up stepping away. Um, Some different things happened, and we were at a place where it was time um, to move forward and hire uh, somebody new in the youth ministry to take over. And I was really young, um, and in the meantime, everybody else just kind of pitched in to make sure the youth ministry was able to run properly. Um, And every year, our youth ministry takes a trip um, out to Tennessee to Winterfest. And so on this trip, I decided to go um, and kind of, you know, be a leader on the trip, be a presence, you know, try to hold things together, because there was some awkwardness in the ministry at the time. And uh, during the trip, we're on this big charter bus and um, I'm sitting up in the front and there's probably 50 kids on the bus at this time. And I'm sitting there and everybody's got their headphones in, you know, doing their own thing. And I started praying. I was like, all right, God, you know, what is it? you know, that I can do to unite everyone on this bus right now. You know, I, I want people to feel, you know, involved. I want people to start talking, to start interacting, to put their phones away. You know, what can I do? And, and I was looking for some extreme like revelation, Uh, you know, like get up and say these magic words and everybody's just going to put their phones down. And and I think a lot of times that's, that's what we're looking for is like, you know, something really challenging um, like that or super spiritual. And I felt God just say to me, um, you see that karaoke over there? And I was like, yes, God. <laughs> he was like, I want you to go sing karaoke. And I was like, okay, God, look, I'll get up. I'll preach a message. I'll say some magical prayer. I don't think karaoke is the answer. And I started to argue with God. So I thought it was nice. I argued with him for a little bit. And finally, I was like, okay, God, I'll carry you. And so I get my phone out and I'm looking through songs and I stop on Don't Stop Believing because popular karaoke song, it's not super girly. I felt confident about it. I need the words. <laughs> and I go to plug it in and play it. <laughs> yeah, you know where this is going. So I go to plug my phone in and play Don't Stop Believing. And God says, no, 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 that's not good enough. I'm like, what do you mean that's not good enough? And he said, You've seen the movie Frozen, right? I'm like, yeah, I've seen Frozen. He's like, you know, the song, let it go. And I'm like, Oh God, no. please. No. Don't, no, don't do this to me. Like, don't make me do this, please. And uh, so long story short, um, I, I was, I was obedient in the moment and I turned on, let it go from frozen and I start singing at the top of my lungs and an octave. I didn't even know I could reach. Um, and from that moment on, uh, the karaoke and kicked off kids took their headphones out. You know, people put their phones down and everybody started interacting and I just stood back and I was like, wow, God, like, please help me to never like not believe what you tell me to do again. Help me to dive into faith in everything you say. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So, yeah. yeah,
0: I would say yeah. that took a little bit of a leap of faith to sing Let It Go in front of a bunch of uh, middle school, high school students, whatever that are on this trip Absolutely. with you. Um, I don't know that I could
2: uh, (laughs) have there. I have
0: not seen these videos. Maybe we should uh, publish them for everyone to see.
2: Yeah, maybe I'll think about
0: (laughs) it. That's awesome. So we are talking about student leadership today and, uh, Noah, I've start off. Um, what kind of is your experience or has been your experience with, uh, student leadership? Have you, like, for instance, I've been, when I was in middle school and I can't remember, um, what year i was in but seventh eighth grade um, i was in middle school at this church and the student pastor put me in a position of leadership and that's where my experience with student leadership started i was actually leading high school small groups as a seventh eighth grade student whatever Um, so that's where my kind of experience started with student leadership but where, where has your experience been what what have you experienced? Have you been part of a church in the past that has done student leadership or is this kind of your first role where you're saying, OK, well, here's here's some students that can be leaders. Here's where I'm going to put them in leadership positions. So what does that kind of look like for you?
2: Yes. Yeah, so so my, my experience probably looks a little bit um, different than yours, uh, which is the reason that I value student ministry so much uh, now in my ministry. Um, because when i was in you know middle school high school and i was involved in you know youth group my whole life um i was never really like plugged into an area um you know to to lead in an area as a student i never really like um felt purpose in, in some of the youth groups i attended and i and i never really felt like you know leaders were like looking to see where i would best be able to use my gifts um until i went to one youth group and uh, the youth pastor um uh, his name is Brian Huff. Actually, I'll give him a shout out. He, uh, he I think he realized in me that I um, that I had a gift of, of speaking and teaching. And that's what God was used me to do. And so he actually on a summer trip one time, he just called me and he said, hey, man, Um, I want you to put together a devotion. You're called to speak. You're called to preach. Uh, I want you to put together a devotion. And on this trip, I'm going to give you a whole night um, to to lead in the word, to to do our devotion time. And uh, from that point on, I I spoke that night and the Holy Spirit just moved and I really felt purpose. I felt purpose in my calling. Um, It was encouraging to see that somebody else um, outside of my family um, was there uh, to realize my purpose and my calling. And I really feel like from that moment on, um, being asked to use my gifts in the, the ministry as a student uh, really helped me um, to further where God was calling me. And it made a huge impact in my life. So that's kind of where my um, I never yeah, I wouldn't say like I was plugged into a solid role my whole youth ministry career. Um, but definitely there was one push where it just really like encouraged me um, that my youth pastor would notice that about me and uh, call me to do it.
0: That's awesome. And I think there's a there's a reason I think a lot of people are in ministry now. Uh a lot of youth pastors that I've talked to, there's someone that poured into them to the point where that's kind of what put them on their trajectory towards a path in in ministry. So I love that. Yeah. Um and and I know you said you're the way you kind of do student leadership is a little bit unique. And I love the fact that you're that you're doing this. And I I'm gonna have you share that in just a minute. But when you're identifying students and identifying what role they might fit in too, um, what kind of characteristics are you looking for? What are you looking for in them that says, okay, well, this, this kid might be good, um, in teaching, this kid might be good in greeting people or, or whatever. Um, so kind of share your, how you kind of do your student leadership and then kind of what characteristics you're
2: looking for. Yeah. So, uh, first and foremost on that topic, um, You know, I think that there's a a lot of power in prayer um, and preparation. And so I always pray um, before my services and before I am uh, doing any event or anything, uh, getting together with you students. I always make sure um, in my prayers that I ask God uh, to help me identify uh, leaders, because I know we're very busy people, especially during the events and during our services. Um, And sometimes we can overlook that. Um, so I, I always uh, pray, you know, that God would give me eyes to see um, and a heart to be able to reach out to people um, and to be able to see their qualities, uh, maybe even if they don't see them yet. Um, so first and foremost, I really, you know, put a lot of trust in, in the Holy Spirit on that uh, to guide me. Um, but some, some characteristics, I, I like to look around and I feel like if you really pay attention to students Uh, you can see like if a new student comes in the door and they're kind of just standing there alone and you know maybe not jumping right in or they're a quieter student and I may have a a veteran student we'll call them you know who's comfortable in the ministry Um, if, if they take initiative to like go over and like meet that kid where they are and make them comfortable, I automatically see this, like this leadership and this heart in that veteran student that they didn't have to be prompted to go involve another student. Like it's already in their heart. It's already something um, that they Mm -hmm. feel called to um, is to make sure that everyone feels welcome. Everyone's involved. Um, So I I try to watch and see what students go out of their comfort zone uh, to initiate conversation uh, with students. They maybe don't know, or that they recognize um, aren't maybe fitting in as well as some of the other students who have been involved in the ministry. Um, And I think that really shows a student's heart uh, when when they take the time to look around and identify students who maybe need uh, someone to reach out to them on a deeper level, and then they take the initiative to do it. I think that shows faith. It shows trust in God. um, It shows that you know, they're willing to step out of, of maybe their comfortable situation with their friends um, to make other people feel involved and loved. And that speaks uh, volumes uh, to me when it comes to leadership.
0: That's really, really awesome. So I, I don't know if this has been your experience, but I know it's been mine. Um, I think as a, whatever, small to mid mid-sized ministry or whatever, I, I think it's a little bit different in like larger ministry contexts, but in a ministry right. context where you have a handful of students or whatever with a youth pastor, I think the students kind of tend to gravitate to the heart of their youth pastor. So whatever, whatever is important to the youth pastor, those students are going to do. Um, right. So I don't know, if that is, has that been your experience?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think you're exactly right with that. I, I have a, you know, I would say probably a mid-sized youth group is what you call it. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. Uh, the statistics on that but i would say yeah um something i was there was you know on that topic is just you know i really try to create a sense of like we're a team um, because i feel like yeah, there's this relationship sometimes with youth students and the youth pastor that like oh he's on another level he's on stage like he doesn't get where i'm at he doesn't you know, get where I'm going, what I'm going through. And so there's this separation immediately from the youth student to the youth pastor. Um, And so like last night we had our uh, youth kickoff on Sunday nights again, um, at 6 PM and I sat everyone down and I gave this whole little devotion on like, why do you need us? First of all, like what, why would you take time out of your week to be here? And I think that putting yourself as the leader, you know, and my pastor, like we need each other. And as a team, you know, we can reach more people. So I think in a smaller uh, youth group setting, like I have, it is a lot easier. I think that kids kind of just take their own initiative to become a leader because they feel like they're more connected. I feel like with me, because we've been able to go deeper um, on a personal level.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, and then kind of, kind of finally to kind of close things out here um, for, a youth pastor that might not have a student leadership team or might think, you know, I don't, why do I need a student leadership team? Um, I think personally, I think, uh, having a, either a student leadership team or just in general, having students lead if you don't have a team of people, um, I think is important because it can, for a variety of reasons, but one that I've kind of identified is it can get students completely how do I put it? It can shift the culture of your student ministry. If you have students that aren't yeah. invested, I think it can shift the culture of your student ministry because then you have students that all of a sudden have purpose. So what kind of encouragement would you give to a youth pastor, student Absolutely. pastor that's um, that's wanting to start a, stu- a student leadership team? What kind of uh, advice would you give or encouragement would
2: you give? I would say, um, you know, for somebody who doesn't have a leadership team yet or is kind of questioning like, you know what's the purpose? You know of having a student leadership team, um, and this is a, the simple fact of this. First of all, you know as youth uh, ministry leaders or ministry leaders in general, I think we can all agree um, that we feel like we never have enough volunteers. Okay, so just a standpoint of. Um, creating a team of leaders around you, whether it's students or adults, is beneficial to our ministry um, because, one, it takes pressure off of us to have to keep up with things that you could rely on um, other people and, uh, you know, to be able to do. But, two, the most important thing is you know, when you're invested in something, you pay more attention to it. Um, you feel That's like good. you have more heart in it. You're more willing to give up other things to be at that thing. For instance, uh, just a mm-hmm. little analogy here. I had never done fantasy football before. So I, you know, I watched the Bengals. I'm a Bengals fan, but I never paid attention to doing fantasy football. So I'm finding myself yesterday watching every game that has a player that <laughs> I have invested in the game. Right? Right. So, so from that standpoint, think about that in your youth ministry. So you may have a kid who comes and goes every week. You know they're kind of involved. You know they have some friends there, but really. So I always ask myself: if that person's friend leaves the youth group, what would them here? Why would they stay? Are they sure. just here because their friends are here, or a girl they like or a guy they like is here, or are they here because they have an investment in the ministry? And when you see people, um, you know, get an investment in the ministry you see them start to take on this pride of like, I own this. Like if this mm-hmm. thing grows, it, all, it has to do like with my investment. If this thing tanks, it's also on me. And it creates this culture of just everyone investing into the ministry and, and it gives the kids purpose. And I think that's our main goal um, as youth pastors and youth ministry is that we have to take and identify the gifts that God's given our students and be able to plug them into a role in our ministry that not only benefits us, but also gives the student um, an identity and a purpose in our ministry. Um, and, and on another, just um, you know, on another note, something I found to be very successful with student ministry is if you realize that a student um, you know, may not be as outgoing, um, or they may not, you know, they might not get up on stage and give the announcements or run the games but say you, you know, every week you bring in cookies, right? And you put them in charge of the cookie bar and they hand out cookies to the students who come in. So first I found that just giving a simple task to somebody is so important because it gives them a sense of purpose and what they're doing, but then title it. Title That's it. Good.
0: Yeah. I know that
2: sounds so random, but if you make them the cookie bar coordinator, It gives them this sense of, of I have a title, I have a purpose. And I think that, you know, we see that all throughout the Bible, you know, where where Jesus meets these people and he says, hey, I know this is what your earthly name is, but I'm giving you a new name. I'm giving you a new purpose and a new title and a new, you know, a new calling. And if we can do that as youth leaders in our youth ministry, and, Mm -hmm. and like I said, just as simple as a cookie bar coordinator, You know, or, hey, um, before service, can you get here a little early? We really, really need people to help us, um, you know, set this up or set that up. Um, and, And it gives kids this sense of like, wow, I'm needed from the students. And you're going to see um, probably an influx of students because when someone has investment somewhere, they're going to try to bring other people on board to get invested with them. And I think that's a powerful, powerful thing. So if you're questioning, like, should I start a student leadership group? You know, what's the purpose of it? I think you're going to see your ministry just flourish if you if you take the time. Um, to identify leaders and to place them in a job and a role where they have purpose. Um, I think you're going to see so much more investment and growth. And honestly, in the long run, it takes a lot of responsibility and pressure off the youth pastor um, to have to do everything um, on their own, which is a huge benefit as well.
0: Right. Absolutely. And yeah. I'll just be totally honest. I would be absolutely fired up to be a cookie
2: bar coordinator. Dude, are you kidding me? That's the best job in the youth ministry. It really, it really if you is. A cookie bar,
0: get one. <laughs> <laughs> that that really would be the best job ever. And I don't, exactly. I don't think there's any student that wouldn't want to be the cookie bar coordinator. Come on, like it's awesome.
2: Absolutely.
0: So, all right. Well, Noah, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciated having you on. We are going to have you on at some point again, um, but for those that might want to get in contact with you about student leadership, I think you had some awesome stuff to share. Um, could you just go ahead and share real quick where people can get in contact with you, Instagram, Twitter, whatever.
2: Yeah. Um, so my Instagram, um, if you contact us through the youth page, um, I, I am in charge of all that right now. It's a uh, catalyst underscore NFC. Um, if you go on our uh, church website, um, which is newfc.org, org, um, uh, My email's on there as well, uh, which is noah.dos at newfc dot uh, org. And I would love to connect, um, with anyone. I'm young. I'm very young. I'm new into ministry. Uh, God is showing me and teaching me things every single day. Um, and I'm thankful for it. I would love to connect and network with people around the globe, um, to be able to see how we can do this thing better and just learn and grow from each other. So please feel free to reach out. I would love to talk to you.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us, Noah. Awesome, Matt. I appreciate it, man. Awesome. Thank you so much, Noah, for joining us. We really Loved hearing your input on student leadership. And actually, at some point, you're going to get to hear a little bit more from him on a later episode on building relationships with local school districts. Oh, awesome. I can't wait to hear that. And what, and what, a, what a neat story, too, to be able to hear.
1: hear. So, you know, similar to how you shared about an investment that happened mm-hmm. years ago with you to lead you to where you are, um, right. what, a, what, a, what a neat to hear his story um, and, and his perspective, too, on, on student leadership. Yeah, you know, you know, and you and, and and Matt, you shared sort of for you this started as as a student, and, and right. I would say I would say you know just to share my own experience with student leadership of of where, um, you know w- w- where I was at or sort of what I, what I encountered, this was sort of like an informal thing for me. Um, to where we didn 't necessarily have a specific you know student leadership team when i was on when I was in high school um, but but what did happen is that I had people that invested in me, um, you know my youth pastor at the time and other youth counselors who invested in me and gave me leadership roles and respons- and responsibilities and sort of some mm-hmm. extra things to do right and and you know similar to what you said, uh, when looking back at that, that played a huge role in in where you know my calling and, and sort of shaping. My role in youth ministry today, even even back then, and so it's fascinating to see to see um, to see how that took took its form. Right. Um, and so it's funny how even pouring into students at that young of an age, or what we think is that young of an age, can can make a huge impact.
0: Right, um, and that's the thing—you never know what kind of impact you're going to have on a student when you place them in a leadership position mm-hmm. I tell I tell students all the time I say you're a leader in some aspect in your life I think everyone's a leader in some area of their life
2: yeah. whether
0: it be a leader over their you know their siblings or a leader in their family or a leader at their school mm-hmm. or whatever I think everyone has some sort of leadership gift inside of them to be able to lead other people and mm-hmm. uh, you, you can you can really shape the trajectory of a kid's life by placing them mm-hmm. in a position of leadership it might you know, call out the gift in them that they didn't see in themselves. Um, they yeah. might realize, yeah. you know, I really love doing this. I love, I love running. I love running the tech team. I love leading in the worship band. I love whatever yeah. leadership position you place them in. Um, you can really shape the trajectory of their life.
1: Yeah. And, and sort of to, to, to stay in this realm, but sort of ask it, a, ask, ask a different way before we get into the super, super practical stuff and, and things we can do. I'd love to spend a moment and, and talk about and get get your perspective on wh- what are some of the misconceptions or myths, if you will, of, of student leadership? Um, you know, for example, one of the ones I often think of is, and then these can be held by either youth pastors themselves or even by the church in general. Um, you know, I think, I think one of the biggest things for me when it comes to sort of a misconception that's often had of student leadership is, is like, oh, perfect, that's, that's the group of students that I can just, we can just ask to do random things. Um, like like whenever, you know, whenever something needs built at the church, whenever something needs fixed, whenever something, you need some extra volunteers, it's like, oh, awesome. Let's just get the student leadership team to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think to me, like, yes, while, while student leadership teams are obviously there to serve, I think that's one big misconception that, that I think that we as youth workers can sometimes battle when it comes to the church's view of that um it almost becomes like this this extra extra unpaid interns or extra unpaid staff that you can just sort of deploy so i, I that's just one misconception for me i think that student leadership often carries with it. i'd love to hear from you what are some others that other misconceptions or myths even and these like i said these can be held like the church holds these can be myths or misconceptions that we as youth pastors hang on to when it comes to a student leadership team but i'd love to hear your your thoughts on that
0: yeah uh- a couple come to mind right off the top of my head. One is the student pastor that might think, I don't need a student leadership team because I can do it all on my own or oh, our God. staff can do it all on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a dangerous trap to fall into. I think a student, I mean, whatever your church decides, I don't know if your church has a student leadership team, your church might decide we don't need one, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think it is so important to be able to hand off ministry not only to adult leaders but to students. Um, I think it's important to equip the next generation of students and leaders and and really um, help them along in their gifts of leadership and so that is a big one and then I think another one is like adults as a whole that are not involved in youth ministry. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of adults say, why would you want students to lead? They can't, mm. they're, they're no good. Wow. They they can't do anything. Like what, yeah. what's the point of having these kids lead something? Mm. Um, I feel like the adults look down on them, so mm. to speak. Um, I know there, there, there's the verse in what is like second Timothy, first Timothy. I, what, yeah, first Timothy 412. I there believe. You. Yeah. Yeah. First Timothy. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. I have a sign of it in my youth room. I should know this. <laughs> First Timothy well, four twelve. Right don't yeah right. Uh, correct my theology. I don't care. Um, <laughs> Francis Chan said that once because um, he got someone's name wrong in the Bible, which was kind of <laughs> funny. But um, yeah, First Timothy four twelve. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. I feel like a lot of adults think kids are just no good, up to no good, whatever, and they just think, okay, well. They're not going to be good leaders, so why why have a leadership team? So
1: yeah, and and I think that I I love I love you saying that because I think that plays into sort of the that's the why behind what the what that I've experienced when it comes to church, you know, the the view that the church has of student leaders is because they because there's this idea that well they you know what's their capacity can they do that much. it, that's why a lot of the time it's, oh, well, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, they can help out. They can help hand out mm-hmm. whatever they can help build this. They can help do that. Um, when really, as, as we know, and as, as, I'm sure most of our listeners would, would say, is we know that students have such a high capacity. Um, and, and there's, there's this, there's this willingness to grow. There's this willingness to serve. There's this willingness to, to, to just be leaders, um, not only in their own youth group, but even in their church and even in their community you know, even outside of the church. Um, there is such this such this willingness to to be leaders it's just about it's, it's about tapping into the right things and, and tapping into the right people and then into the right resources in order to help make that make that happen and so I you know to sort of shift gears now so we talked about misconceptions and myths and our experiences um, I'd, I'd love to talk for a little bit about some of the practicalities of this because yeah you know like I said we're not going to give you the top 10 list of magical things or anything like that but I think there are, are some at least some some ideas to start thinking of, or some steps that could be taken in order to get you in the right direction. And so, and so, I would love to hear from you, Matt. What 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 would be like one of the first couple things to to consider? First couple things to to, to start doing in this process because it's it's super easy for in our mindset when we think about okay, starting a student leadership team. It'd be super easy for us to go, oh, okay, I just got to find kids and ask them to be on student leadership team. Like, like, like like we, 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 we could make it that, but really I think we're missing out on some, some other really important details some other important things when it comes to that. So I'd love to hear like, like what are really some of the like first baby step, like the first foundations to, to a student leadership team that you would think are pretty necessary.
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty necessary to uh, identify some key student leaders that you could have a potential of asking to be on your your team of student leaders. Um, Let's be honest, we probably don't want just any and every student serving on that team. Mm -hmm. Um, Some kids may just not have an interest in it. Some kids just may not be a good fit for it. I mean, like, let's be real. If there's a kid that's, you know, not going to be, I, I think it's important let me preface this by saying I think it's also important to have an interview process Oh yes. for your student leaders absolutely. because if you take them through the interview process, if you find out that they're not going to be, um, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. I want, I want students that are going to have integrity. Mm-hmm. I'll just be real. That's I hard. want students that are going to have integrity. I want students that will be a good role model for their peers and um, be a good role model for others in the church. So if you have, if you find out during the interview process that this kid's just going to go smoke weed and drink all the time, whatever, I, just throwing that out there. I don't know if that's, you're going to find that out in an interview process with, with students. But if you find that out, um, I don't necessarily want that student on the leadership team because they're not going to be a student of integrity or a good role model. So I think it's important to identify those key leaders and have that interview process kind of in place for your student leadership team. Yeah, some sort of screening I think is is right. huge. It's
1: so important. Yeah, um, no doubt. Yeah, we're you know in in our own, in my own context, we're getting ready to open up our applications for student leadership on Monday, actually this coming Monday. Um and and as part of it this this year we're going to do a, a you know a, an application process and also an interview process afterward. Mm-hmm. Um that's that's going to be helpful. You know the the one thing I I kept thinking of when when thinking of student leadership too. And this, this sounds simple, But, um, but I think it could make a huge difference and, and help, help some student leadership teams from, from either facing a ton of roadblocks or obstacles or from turning into just a task team. Cause a lot of the time what student leadership becomes, it becomes only a task team becomes their hair there to help set up early and and, and so much more, which if that's what you want it to be, that's fine. But I think there's so much more that a leadership team could be, but, but here, here, here it is. Here's the idea. I think one of the like before anything, like even before screening kids, even before figuring out who's going to be on it, I think it's so important to define why you want a student leadership team. Right. And and to name the win of your student leadership team. That's good. But here's why because student leadership teams are great, but in all of our different contexts, they could mean different things. Yep. so for example if, if you if you are looking to do a student leadership team to to help disciple students as in like, as in like you feel like a huge part of the discipleship process would be getting them into a student leadership team and getting them on this team to serve then that's gonna if you're able to define that that's gonna help you figure out what what activities need to happen what things need to take place on that team maybe some questions that need to be asked in the interview in order to see if they're a good fit for the team because there's that versus Maybe you're at a church where they highly, highly, highly value leadership development. And maybe that's just maybe that's even one of your core values in in your church is maybe, maybe you all believe in really developing leaders. And so your leadership team might look a little different than 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 another student leadership team where it's more about discipleship and more about more about that. And maybe your your leadership team is literally churning out better better, more well developed leaders. And, and so it's so important when you define the win, when you define, like, like, what does it look like when my, you know, what is the ideal goal? What does it look like when my student leadership team is winning? Um, when you're able to define that, I feel like it just helps give clarity to everything else. I mean, it just, it can provide, you, you, you almost, you almost nail down the idea of the kids you want, you nail down your schedule and what you're going to do. You nail down what it's going to look like when you're able to define that. Um, and it's so much bigger than just saying, well, I want a student leadership team because everyone else has one, or I want a student leadership team because everyone else is doing it. Or, I want a student leadership team because it looks good. Like, like those, those are, I get those answers because we all feel that to a degree as youth workers, but it's like, man, it, you're, we're missing out on what's something that could be a lot deeper
0: there. Mhm. Yeah, and something important to note there too, if you define that, you know, why we want a student leadership team, you can then have a vision behind that why. Totally. And then you can have students kind of latch onto that vision. If you if you just go in with, you know, we are just going to start a student leadership team because we want to start a student leadership team and we have yeah. no reason why we're going to do it. Um, then what are what are students signing up for can they can they get behind a vision like what is your vision at that point totally oh we just want a student totally. leadership team why uh, exactly. i don't know <laughs> and,
1: and and i think and no no lie and i've seen it in our own context i've seen it in in other contexts i've seen i've seen it in other places when that's the attitude when it's when it's we're just we want to start a student leadership team because we want one I, like i'm kidding you not at least in my own experience a hundred percent of the time it's turned into a team that does small tasks and then a team that fizzles out. Like, like it just a hundred percent of the time it's always been that. And I, and I yep. think because what's, what's our default, if we don't have a vision, what's our default, our default is, okay, I have these extra bodies in the room um, and, and shoot I'm, I'm running behind on, on setting up for the night or shoot, I have this huge outreach event and, I'm, and I need some help. Yeah. So it's just easy to to just give that over to the student leadership team. Now, yeah, now be, hear me. They become now, slaves. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like 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 paid slaves almost. Right. Um, but or unpaid slaves too. <laughs> um, so so here you know, here's the thing. It's totally okay to have them help with the outreach event. Right. Like we're not we're not you know I'm not saying to not have your student leadership team be a part of that outreach event. What is important though is that there's even vision behind why they're helping out with that outreach event. And understanding the why behind that. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, I, I just think, you know, in, in thinking about it, I think that's a huge, huge, huge first step that can help clarify a lot of things. And it might take some honest conversation. It might take some honest you know, being introspective and thinking about that. Is, so, why, why is it that we want a student leadership team? What is it that we hope to gain from that? Because mm-hmm. those can be tough questions to answer sometimes. And especially if you're, if you're a youth worker and you're currently sitting there going, well, I just wanted one because I, I want one. I want one because the church across the street has one. Um, You know, it's super important to think about. So why, why do you want a student Mm -hmm. leadership team in your context? And what does it look like in your context? I think this is important.
0: Right. And two, I have seen students that have been so disengaged from youth group. And once you put them on a student leadership team and they have ownership over something, Mm -hmm. they become so engaged. Yeah. I have seen the entire culture of a student ministry shift mm-hmm. just from creating a student leadership team because it gives them ownership into something at that point. Totally. They have, they feel like they have a voice and they have a reason to be there. So totally. I think it can completely shift the culture of your youth ministry. If you don't have one. Totally.
1: Totally. I I a hundred percent agree. I think that, I, mean, I think that's been our experience this past year. We started our team back in January um, and so we've gone for like a semester now we're on a, we're on a quasi break now because mm-hmm. um, we have applications opening and we're hoping to form the new team by October. Um, but, but I, I think that that was our experience where, where there was this culture shift in a good way that I think was, you know, a few things played into that, but I think one of the biggest things was that student leadership team and getting students in the room that, that, that were passionate about, you know, growing closer to Jesus, but also learning how to be better leaders. In, in our youth ministry and in our church and in our community. And I think that mm-hmm. just, that's sort of unlocked some things for us. Right. Um, so, so, so we, we figured out, we've talked about this. Why, you know, why should we have a student leadership team? And it's super important. Take some time to do that. I think it's, it, you know, it can help gain clarity, but let's say you've got that. Let's say, let's say you're, you know, we have a listener here. That's, that's like, no, that, that's exactly what I want to do. I, I know why I want my student leadership team. Here's the goals. Here's what I want out of it. But, but, but what do I do now? You know, what, what, what are, what, what's the next best step? Um, And and I love what you said earlier about, about, you know, identifying those kids and then having an interview process or having some sort of application interview process. And and I, and I was wondering is, as we, as we near the, near the end of of this episode, if we could spend a little bit of time just talking about those two ideas, because, because let's face it, everything else when it comes to student leadership it's really up to you in your context and your church's context too. Um, when it comes to how you're going to develop leaders, what resources you're going to use, um, you know, what, what your meeting schedule will look like, what your schedule within the meetings will look like. Um, but, but if, if we can I help identify those kids, those, those, those students that need to be on it, and then also be able to nail down what are some best practices of an interview process or best practices of an application process I think mean, that could go a long way in helping a youth worker that might feel stuck when it comes to student leadership to have some sort of confidence to say, yeah, I can, I, I, I can do this. I can, I, I can at least get this off the ground then I can at least get a team form. So, so what has been your experience or what would you suggest when it comes to um, when it comes to sort of even before interviewing, but, but identifying some of those students that would be best, Matt, what, what have you, what maybe what's something you've done or what's something that you ask or, or try to do when it comes to that?
0: I think something I try to do is first off, I mean, you got to get to know some of these kids. Like if you, if you go in blindly and just say, Oh, this kid might be a good leader. Um, <laughs> you, you might fall into a, a a deep dark hole there and uh, they might not be, but uh, I think, I think it starts with getting to know your kids and getting to know kind of their personality. Um, like I said, I want people that I want kids that are going to be, uh, kids of integrity. Um, I want, I try, and I try to identify that prior to asking them about it, but I will, I will, I think one of the most important things, and this goes even back to recruiting adult leaders is, um, I think it goes a long way when you can just go up to a student and approach them and say, Hey, I think you might be a really good, um, leader for our student leadership team. Would you have any interest in it? because right away it shows that you care. Mm-hmm. Um, it okay. shows that you've got, um, that you've kind of been noticing some things about them. Uh, so if you're able to kind of approach them and, and do that, I think it's important, but, but really you got, you got to get to know that, like I said, you got to get to know the, the personality types of, of the kids that you've got. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you're not able to do that at, um, at your church because of the size of your church, um, whatever, that's why you got small group leaders. Yeah. If you have small group leaders, they might even be Absolutely. able to help you identify some of those kids because, you know, I, I've been I've been at a church where there were 400 students. I've been at a church with six, and at a church of six students, you're able to identify those student leaders a lot easier than a church of 400. Um, exactly. So that's where your small group leaders are key in identifying maybe a potential student that might be kind of able or willing to be on that student leadership team.
1: Yeah. Relying on small group leaders to me, especially for bigger context is, is such an, such a great thing because they, they often get to hear, you know, as, as as youth pastors, sometimes we get to hear bits and pieces of the Mm -hmm. story, but, but what small group leaders do is they get to invest deeply in a few. And that gives you some great insight into, into, Hey, I've been thinking about Johnny for student leadership Mm-hmm. but, but, but can you tell me, would that be a good fit? Cause you know, his story, you know, his story really you know, better than I do. And so I'd love to hear what your perspective on that. So I, yeah, I, you know, I love doing that. Um, I, that's a great suggestion to really rely on small group leaders, especially in those bigger contexts. And even, I would say, even in smaller contexts, if you've got some small group leaders that are investing deeply in a few, I still go to them. Because they're the, mm-hmm. they're the ones who really are are doing, you know, doing life together in a deep way right. alongside, alongside right. those students. So that's a great suggestion when it comes to figuring out, identifying those students beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, so r- real quick, sort of the, la- sort of, you know, the last thing. You know, what, what about this interview process or application process? Or what are some things that, that you've seen that, that worked? And what are some things that you've seen that haven't worked? We'll have fun with this. Uh, maybe Ooh. some mistakes that maybe some mistakes that we've made um, <laughs> in, in, in along the way of of trying to do interviews or trying to set some of this stuff up.
0: Oh, oh that's good. Mm-hmm. That is a good question. Um, oh, my goodness. Let's throw this on you first, so I have a minute to think. <laughs> Perfect. Let's, Perfect.
1: Yeah. yeah, I I think um one a couple of things. Um one of the things that we're we're doing this year um with our with our rollout is we've really increased our application and what's, what is asked of it. Um, we, we, you know, we, we have it through online just for accessibility, but we have a lot of questions on there um, purposefully because we feel like we can get a good sense by looking at students' answers and, and length of answer and type of answer and, and all that. We can get a good sense of is this something that they're casually interested in or is this something that they've really put thought into? And that they really value. Um, so I would say in the application process, don't, don't skimp on it. Um, mm-hmm. it, can be really easy, it can be really easy to go, you know, I, I kind of, I, I have, I've identified my, you know, the, 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 you know, the 10 students I want on my team. Um, you know, I don't really, the application process, that's a formality. It's, it's easy, it's easy to think that. Um, but, but man, really spend some time on that. And really, really encourage your students, you know, make it something that your students have to spend some time on. Because from that, I think you can gain a lot of insight as to oh, okay, they're they're just you know they're kind of just doing this to do it or whatever. They're not spending time on the answers or or like no this this person who who maybe this person who maybe I didn't expect to, man, they really spent a lot of time on their application. They really answer these questions very well. I'm going to reconsider them when it comes to interview time. They weren't someone I identified before, but mm-hmm. but man, they're really they're really excelling in this. I think so. I think on the application end for me, that's that's a big one. Um, mm-hmm. On the interview end. Um, really, I, I I think it's a good mix of following up with questions, you know, following up with their answers to questions, but then also getting a chance for for them to ask you any questions mm-hmm. in the interview. I think that's such an important thing. That's often like we go in sort of having our list of questions for them, and boom, 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 boom. But but really give them a chance to ask you questions because a lot of the time, I mean, students have asked phenomenal questions, and and it's sometimes it's through the questions they ask. That I'm like, wow, I can tell that you were really thinking about this team. And I can tell that you're that's really good. thinking about what it means to be a leader. Um, so so those are a couple of suggestions I would have
0: when it comes to that's, that. That's so good. Um, I'm going to go flip side of this and share a <laughs> and share a mistake that I made. I don't really think it was a mistake. <laughs> I just think I got weird answers from it. But I would always ask on the application process, I'd say, I would include the question, what unique gifts or talents do you have? Just cause I'm curious. Excellent. And one of the answers that I got specifically one time from a student was, and I'm not even, I'm not kidding. When I say this, we Uh-oh. might get, we might get like an explicit writing for this or something. We probably know. We probably won't. <laughs> it literally said word for word, I can fart with my ears. What in the world? <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? Personally? So I'm like going through the application, reading it. And I'm like, I can fart with my ear. What, what am I reading? What does this mean? <laughs> so then in the interview process, I asked this student, I said, so on your unique gifts and talents, you mentioned that you can fart with your ears. What exactly is that? <laughs> and I'm going to, Taylor, you'll be able to see this. No one else will. I'll try to explain it. But he literally like took his hand um, and he like palm facing his ear and like he put his hand over his ear and okay. you know the thing where you can like fart with your, yeah, like, your okay. yeah, 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 yeah. He could fart with his ear, like not making sense now, like, Instead of like the armpit or whatever, you know, yeah, he put his hand over his ear and he would just like press against his ear <laughs> like repeatedly and of make course. fart noises. Um, needless to say, he was on the student leadership team after that. Um, <laughs> he, was, he was a good, he was a, he
2: good, was a good student
0: leader. He was a good guy, right there. Odd, but he was <laughs> awesome. Um, but just beware of what answers you may get. Yes, on your application process from students. Yeah, depending on what questions you ask. No, it's so it's
1: so true though. It's so mm-hmm. true. Even right. you know, it's it's funny you said that. I'm even thinking right now. So we just you know last week we finalized our application for student leadership,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and and me and Marissa, who are, are we're the youth ministry staff at our at our church. We we had a question on there. We 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 asked what are your strengths, but then we asked like we wanted to ask what are what are your weaknesses or areas you need to improve in. Mm -hmm. And and at first I had, what are, what are, what are some things you need to improve on? And then Marissa and I looked at each other and and we, we actually thought something similar to what, to the story you said, we said, you know what, that's too vague of a question to Mm -hmm. where we might get like weird stuff, (laughs) like just, just strange answers in there. Like, and we're, and we're not really getting what it is that we are trying to ask or trying to figure out. Um, So we went back and we reworded it to where students will now understand like, okay, this is what they're asking.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't need to know whether or not you can fart with your ear, but <laughs> I learned that. Uh, yeah, now, now that would be a fun
1: question to add um, on there, like on our application. Now, I'm, one, you, I'm wondering. You
0: really should just based off the answers that you may get. See, I, like that's what I'm thinking. Because, like, as an adult, you know what I'm asking for. That, like, totally. I want to know, like, what leadership qualities you possess or whatever. And maybe that was a better question. Like maybe that would have been a better way to word that or like what, you know, I'm not asking like what like talent show type stuff. Like that's not what I was asking in that question, but that's what he took it to mean.
1: You did get a great story out of it though. So I, did. I mean, I did, you know, if we had to, if we had to say anything. That is one thing. Um, well, well, hey, this um, this has been a great. It's been so good, so good getting to hear um, different perspectives and, and and talk through sort of the, the bigger ideas of student leadership. Um, and so and so here's what we want to say. We want to encourage you. Maybe you know if you're in that season right now of saying, you know, I want to start a student leadership team. Maybe you need to think about the why a little bit more. Maybe you have your why. This is why we want to do it. This is our goal. This is our vision behind it. Um, and maybe you're looking for even more resources. Um, maybe even more things of, okay, what are some leadership resources I can use to develop student leaders? What, you know, I want to do a discipleship component to this. What, what, what are some things I can do for that? Um, you know, what do I, how do I set up my meetings? Like, like what do my meeting agendas look like? Um, I, I, I want to offer, Matt and I would love to be able to, to talk to you. We'd love it if you reached out to us. Um, we'd love to be able to share some resources with you, some things that, some things that we've used, some things that we know about, Um, even if it's putting you in contact with someone who's maybe, maybe in the same stage that you are in ministry, trying to get this going, we'd love to be able to help with that. So please, please, please want to offer contact us. You can, you can DM us, you can email, you can do whatever. Um, we'd love to be able to, to help you out with, with some resources, be able to help out with some of the, some of the more practicalities of this. Now that we've talked some bigger picture kind of stuff, whether it's interview process or or whatever. Um, so Matt, any, any final words, any, any last thing for, for youth workers who are thinking about student leadership?
0: Yeah, I would say if you don't have a student leadership team, strongly consider, um, utilizing that resource. Yeah. If you already have one, keep going, keep at it. It's a lot of fun, a lot of fun handing off ministry to students. And even I've had students that have, been very very gifted in communication so um i've let them teach on occasion so you know if you have students that are into that thing um hey give them give them a chance because that might be their gifting so and not farting with your ears but (laughs) i want to know if you're a gifted communicator tell me yeah absolutely absolutely well
1: thank you all for listening um this is a blast As always, we hope that you have a fantastic day and go Cincinnati. Is that right, Matt?
0: Yes, go Cincinnati winning by three. They will win by three. We'll see. We'll see.
1: We will will follow up this next time. (laughs) Um, We love you all. Have a great one. We'll see you later.